everyone. My name is Nita. Welcome to my show, the One to Millions Entrepreneur Podcast. From motivational hacks to genuine conversations about how to hypergrow your expert-based business in the smartest way possible, this is where the real talk is happening. Join us each week and really soak up the tips and tricks for honing in on your genius so you can grow your business in the most innovative way. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One to Millions Entrepreneur Podcast Show. Today, our guest is Jody Millward. I'm so happy to have her with us today. Jody runs a seven-figure boutique agency running ads for coaches and course creators, and she also runs an academy training and mentoring ad managers. Welcome to the show today, Jody. Hey, thank you. It's so great to be here and to be talking about Facebook ads with your community. Yeah, it's so nice to have you. So um, maybe you can share with our audience here how you actually got into uh, running this business. You, you have a really interesting story there. Yes, well, I'm what I like to call an accidental entrepreneur. I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was initially until I started my journey and a friend said, that's very entrepreneurial of you. And it was like, what? what's that word? What does that even mean? So it just came about by necessity and how a lot of people that um, I've connected with in the Facebook world, um, it's the same sort of journey in that we had children and it was time for for something that was going to be a bit more family friendly that we didn't have to drop the kids at daycare and go back to, you know, corporate life. So, uh, so that happened to me, three little kids, and I was going, well, what am I going to do now? I was a receptionist with Queensland Health. What was I going to do? So I thought, well, the first step will be um, something that is friendly to kids being at school. So I'll become a teacher's aide. So I studied that and then it, while I was doing my vocational placement, I was surrounded by 50, that's five zero, screaming five-year-olds at playtime and I very quickly realised this was not the gig for me. <laughs> so what am I doing here? So um, that led to, well, what can I do working from home? So I did that and as you do, you, I became a private investigator. So I um, was skip tracing, tracking down people who, it was a Robin Hood kind of thing. They had bank accounts that had been seized by the government because they haven't been used and um, so I'd get things back to people. So government didn't like that too much. They liked having all this money and didn't want to give it back to people so they made things harder. And so it was time to look for some new opportunities. And somehow I just discovered Facebook ads or just even Facebook and just loved the opportunity that I could see for anybody to um, become like a well-known brand in, in their space, whether they were a big business or just starting out. Anyone could become Facebook famous. So as I did that, we bought and I had a couple of business partners. We white labeled weight loss products, start getting some sales with that. And that was all going good. But I decided, no, that wasn't for me. That wasn't the niche that I wanted to dial into. And that's where I became like a service provider, loved Facebook ads, and, um, and then just fell into working with coaches and digital course creators with their webinar funnels, application funnels, and all the rest of it. So as a freelancer. Uh, agency owner, consultant, and yes, like you said now, mentoring other ad managers around the world, how to run ads for clients in this coaching and digital course space. Awesome. Thanks for sharing your story. Mm -hmm. So how about we dig in into the Facebook ad strategies? 
Yes, let's do it. Yeah. So um, most of our audience here are seven, eight figure business owners. So, you know, what are one of the mistakes or a, a few of the mistakes you've seen seven figure business owners make when it comes to running Facebook ads? Well, I've worked with a number of um, businesses who have got to that seven figure mark, even multi seven figures but they have really relied on Facebook ads the whole way and Facebook. And one of the mistakes that I've seen is that, yes, they have not diversified. So um, when their ad account has been shut down, because Facebook can do that at any time, we have no control over it, even if we're doing all the right things and we are compliant, just an overly zealous Facebook bot could just get your ad account shut down. And then Facebook is not very apologetic and they're not going to sort it out for you straight away. You go just go through their customer support and it gets escalated to the next department and you're at their complete mercy. So that's one of the biggest mistakes that I've seen is that, yes, they've had great success with Facebook. It's helped them to build a seven-figure, multi-seven-figure business, but then they haven't diversified from that. And what that would look like with diversification would be then to, for example, be incorporating some YouTube marketing some Google ads, some, you know, Pinterest or LinkedIn, wherever your ideal client would be, how can you also get on those platforms? Is it also working with your organic strategies and solidifying those as well? So that's been one of the biggest mistakes that I've seen is, yeah, they've just kept all the eggs in the Facebook ad basket and um, and things can come unstuck very quickly when you do that. As you know, with any sort of business or or any sort of investments. If you've got it more than one one little nest, it's a bad time. Yeah. Okay. Great. So so yeah, you better start diversifying your ads and going into different channels instead of putting your eggs all in one basket, right? Yeah. So there's been a lot of changes to the Facebook ad platform since Apple brought out, you know, its new privacy policy. So how has that really impacted the ads that we run on on Facebook? Yeah, it's had a huge impact. One of the biggest things that we've seen is there's a metric that we we call like the CPMs, the cost per meal, how much it costs to get out in front of a thousand people. And that's one that we typically have seen really go up. Uh, it's increased like, you know, $30 a CPM it used to be, maybe now 50 or so. And so that means you're reaching less people. And the reason, one of the biggest reasons is because Facebook is now working with more limited data, whereas it used to be pretty open. It, it knew what everybody was doing. Um, people are now getting that notification on their iPhones. Now, this only applies like for iPhones of Apple iOS. If people get that notification and they opt out for tracking, it says, do you want this app to allow tracking? Yes or no. And so that even depends like if it's Amazon, for example, and they say, no, I don't want to be tracked, then Facebook's losing that information, that third-party information, that, that Facebook user ID going over to Apple or the other interests that that person has, it's losing that. It's also meaning that um, if people may opt out and you serve an ad to them on their phone, then um, if they purchase something, then that purchase event may not come through. And so you may not get that tracking through with your Facebook ads. So Facebook is having to work harder at the moment to try and get these data points back together to try and find the people that we're wanting to target and therefore be able to um, have our ads work as most effectively. So for a lot of business owners and a lot of ad managers, 
it's had a major impact. But for the average Joe, for our customers who are out there who are interested in wanting to buy our products, they don't really know about it. They're probably thinking, oh, yes, don't track me. That's a good thing. They don't really realize the implications that they may not. They're still going to get ads on Facebook. They may be less relevant, all right, and make their user experience on Facebook less enjoyable. So they're, you know, quite oblivious to it really. And what it really means is your audience is still on Facebook. They haven't gone anywhere. Yes, the goalposts have changed when it comes to our tracking, but they're still like the 1.8 billion people that are active on Facebook. They're still there. So um, just because things have changed a bit for us, it's not a reason to be giving up on our Facebook ads. It's a matter of looking at different strategies. And one of those strategies can just be um, how can we keep people on Facebook where we can engage with them, which is something we should be asking anyway because people have gone to Facebook. Um, they want to be there looking at what all their friends are doing. So how do we um, blend in there and um, get them to engage with us right where they want to be instead of um, hijacking them off over onto our sales pages and everything? So being in their newsfeed, getting them to engage with us there and doing some retargeting when they do engage with us right there on Facebook. So um, looking at some additional strategies, but then just remembering that, yes, the audience is still on Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, there's always going to be things that will happen, right? So it's, it's all about like tweaking your <laughs> strategies and just coming up with solutions because every problem, you know, there's a solution. And so, That's yeah, right. lots of people were kind of panicking when, when, when that happened. Absolutely. But yeah, like you yeah. said, the audience is still there. Let's continue to market and grow our businesses, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, there's, right. there's like, I work with lots of seven figure business owners and a question that comes up a lot is, you know, between hiring someone in house or hiring an agency or a freelancer to run your Facebook ads or really any kind of digital, uh, online ads. What is your recommendation on that? Yes. Great question. Um, so I've done like the whole range of that. Like, so I've just been a freelancer, worked with multiple clients. I've been an in-house ad manager where I've done the Facebook ads, the funnels, the Infusionsoft, all the digital marketing aspects. And I've been an agency owner, so working with um, my own teams and working with multiple clients. And um, so then I've sort of come full circle and created this, or, you know, to have this hybrid of the freelancer and agency model where I just have a very small team of just a couple of people boutique agency we only work with a, a handful of clients as well so that we give them that um, high touch aspect of having your own in-house person so to speak so we do like to keep i like to keep it nice and intimate because just i know the value of that from working with my clients where i was their in-house person having that intimate knowledge of their funnels and everything that's going on and taking that ownership which when you're working with an agency and you you know who's scaling they they've got their own business woes and troubles their own team members that are coming and going and also having to do you know all the copywriting and the you know ad creative and copy and getting on reels and all the other bits and pieces for multiple clients it is a huge juggle then i know also when it comes to um, a client's perspective right it's, it's a bit of a tricky one because in, on one hand, they want the agency to prove that, okay, so do you have experience working with my niche? How well do you know my niche? Work with that. 
But then also the catch-22 with that is that if they're so focused on working with your niche, are they working with your competitors as well? So what information are they learning and getting from you that hopefully they're working from integrity and keep your stuff confidential, but there's still going to be like some sort of crossovers there because at the end of the day, they want to get results for all of their clients so that they don't lose any. So there's pros and cons with all of it. Having someone working in-house, then you know that they're committed and they're invested in your business. And then when you do have someone in-house, I 100% recommend that you know they get their retainer, um, but also get bonuses on top of that so that there is that carrot in front that's inspiring them on a performance-based kind of model of like it, how, how are our sales going so that they're motivated to grow your business okay so really invested in your business and its success so so personally I do love the having someone in-house on your team hopefully they're still invested in their learning and they're still checking out a lot of places and they've got a community of ad managers and that's where um, like the ad manage the managers that I train have this kind of a model again where they're boutique agency owners but um, we're able to talk to each other you know there's you know we've got a couple of ad managers in there that another one just closed off a 2.5 million dollar launch and someone did a four million dollar launch earlier in the year so we've got high level ad managers in there and it's like a brains trust so that you know we're finding out what's working what's not working issues to be aware of that even if you've got someone in-house, if they're in a community like that, then you know they, they, they've got their um, ear to the ground and they know what's going on to help your ads do the best that they can. So I really do love yeah, having someone in-house or working with um, someone who just has that small team who can give you that intimate level who you really know is invested in your success and you're not just a number on their client roster. Yeah, I can totally relate to that because, you know, throughout the years, I've built several businesses and I can totally relate to that where, you know, you're hiring someone, even um, a small agency or medium sized agency, and they're not really invested in your business, but they're just like, you know, following the checklist, the all ticking all the boxes, I'm done with the ads. And then, you know, they're not really monitoring the ads. So mm -hmm. that comes to the next question. You know, if you want to hire a media buyer, you know, external, you know, outside your company or, uh, you know, hiring someone to work with you in-house to run your ads. What are the things that you should be looking for in your media buyer? Yeah, well, one of the biggest things that I always tell my ad managers and from working with a lot of clients myself is um, communication. So, making sure that uh, whoever it is that you're talking to, you're looking at getting on board to do your ads, um, is great at communication. And you'll sense that from the get-go. Like when you do reach out, what sort of information are they giving back to you? And is it kind of like a personalised approach? Again, with my ad managers, we want to keep things high touch. We want to show that level of, you know, um, that personal response. So therefore, like I tell my guys, and this is what I do, it's like if someone reaches out to you and inquires about your ad management services, don't just um, say, yeah, sure, here's a here's a Calendly link, book a time in, right? I want to make it personal. And so I'll say, yep, would love to talk to you about this. Look, I've got these two times available, this time or this time. Does either of these suit? So that's just showing that, you know, I am personal. I am here. I'm making a personal appointment for you instead of just going, here's my calendar. 
So for me, like that's a big thing. So you want to make sure like there's that communication and upfront that there's just that um, sense of like, I'm going to take care of you. Okay, um, so that's one of the big things. Then two, depending on what your ad budget is, obviously you're going to want to get an ad manager on board that's um, suitable for the budget that you're going to be spending. So if you're just starting out with, you know, 3000 or $5,000 a month because you want to just give Facebook ads a go, then, you know, yes, you could get someone who charges $5,000 a month plus a percentage of ad spend. Um, so if you are going, yes, we're going to go hard, we're going to go fast, so let's come get someone who's got runs on the board. Or if you're saying, look, we're going to give this a go, um, we're happy for someone who's maybe not quite so experienced, like, you know, who hasn't managed um, $50,000 in ad spend a month. Um, if we are just looking at spending $5,000 a month initially, yes, so let's talk to somebody who's used to handling that kind of an ad spend. So... You know, so and you're going to get a variety of prices as well. You might get pe and you might get people who are great, who have been running ads for three years and who haven't actually valued the service that they provide, um, and who might charge seven hundred dollars a month. And if there is, well, you're very lucky. Snap them up before they do put their prices up. Um, to those ad managers who are charging like five thousand dollars or so a month. Um, and from my experience is like, you know, there's times where you will work with big agencies who will charge a big price. However, um, doesn't mean that they, you know, do all the right things by you as well. So um, and I know a lot of people will say, um, you know, have asked ad managers, oh, do you have someone that I could talk to, right? They want to talk to an assistant client. That's one that I'm not a, a fan on because it's like, well, you know, they could be talking to anyone. They could be talking to your cousin. Um, so, and then it's also respecting that client's, you know, time and privacy and such as well. They've got their own busy business to run, not to be, you know, getting on calls, you know, for, you, for your ad manager all day. So that's where it's like if they get case studies. So if you're wanting to see some case studies, you know, just say, do you have any case studies that I can refer to? Now, ideally, your ad manager, when they, you know, get back in touch with you and with the time, they'll say, great, I've locked you in for this time. By the way, here's some case studies for you to look at of what we've done with some previous clients. Okay, so that's a, a great thing that you go, okay, great, they've got this set up, they're, you know, making sure that I know um, what their expertise is, what their skill set is. And then also um, I'd be looking at right from the start there to see how interested they are in me. I'd go, if you do have access to your CRM, if you are still looking at it, I, I you know, or whoever, you might have a team member that's doing that, I'd be going, oh, They've opted in and they've come in and they're checking out my funnel. They're connecting and engaging with me on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever it may be. So they are showing you some love initially. And, you know, so they're interested in learning more about you, learning more about your business before they even jump on a call with you. So it's those little things that do go a long way to show you how invested they are into learning about you and your business. Yeah. I love that. And I think that was really, really helpful for the business owners that are listening today. Um, you know, what, before we have a couple of minutes here together, um, what, what are some final thoughts that you'd like to you know, leave for our listeners today in regards to, you know, not just Facebook ads, but maybe all types of advertising, mostly probably mm -hmm. online nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, are, are there any final thoughts that you'd like to leave for our listeners today? 
Yeah, so, well, one, video is a big thing, okay? So if you're a personal brand, getting out there, getting in front of the camera, doing videos, that's a, a super important thing, okay? Whether it's on reels or stories or on YouTube videos, just getting visible um, because, we, you know, we need to remember that businesses, um, people do business with people. So even though you're a business and you're doing business with other businesses, at the end of the day, there's a person behind that who is giving that approval, clicking that button, signing that check. So making that human connection and connecting with people by just being visual, going to events, connecting with people, um, that's, you know, a great thing, getting things offline as well. But, um, you know, one of the big things is then, again, with Facebook and with Instagram, with any of the platforms like Google Display Network, is retargeting. So get that set up. Even if you're not running Facebook ads now, get a pixel on your website, get Google ads set up so that if people come to your website, wherever you meet them or wherever they may see you, um, you can get your ads back in front of them when they're on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, when they're Googling things. So retargeting ads just go such a long way. They're so cost effective. You know, it's just a few dollars a day that they can be front and center of mind, continue to be seen in the newsfeed because that's a big mistake that a lot of businesses make as well. They'll just do their conversion ads. They want to get their leads in. They want to get their sales. And so they've started warming up their potential client. They've introduced them to the pain that they have and how they can solve it, but they just weren't quite at that um, uh, point of making that buying decision. So they've stopped um, advertising to them and their competitors scoop them up and make the sale. Yeah. So getting those retargeting ads back in front of them, continuing to educate them about how you can help them to solve their problem or you know, whatever it is that they want that you've got that you can offer them. Um, those retargeting ads, a few dollars a day, just stay front and center of mind, just go such a long way. Yeah, that's so important. And it's, it's something that I really emphasize as well. You know, lots of the times entrepreneurs just really want to get the quick results and they forget that this is actually a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? It's a long-term game. And, you know, sometimes nurturing clients takes years or even multiple years. You know, I've had people that have been following me for like three or four years before becoming my client. And sometimes yep. we get, we we forget that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jody. So it's so amazing, um, and thank you so much for sharing all these tips. You know, I, I think we we got quite technical today, but not too technical. Um, but I think what you shared was really really useful for for you know our our entrepreneurs that are listening. Whether you're doing you know multiple six, seven, or eight figures, um, I think really to choose whether you want to get somebody in house or hire somebody external. You know, there are some factors that you want to look at. And I always implement the higher, slow, fire, fast <laughs> policy. Okay. Um, and I think it's really important because sometimes, you know, we, we, we get connected to, to people and employees. And sometimes if they're not performing, yeah. you can really, you know, yeah. just really stay stuck with someone that's not performing. And sometimes we actually do the opposite. We have this tendency of hiring fast and firing flow, yeah. which is, it can be really dangerous, right? Great. So um, I love all that you shared today. It was really, really helpful. And so to leave the show, before we leave the show, how can people connect with you? You know, I, I know you work with two groups of people. So business owners, 
and um, people that want to be ad managers, elite ad managers, right? So how can people work with you um, and how can they connect with you? Yes, for sure. And so, yeah, that's if people have um, an in-house ad manager already and they want them to get some additional training, then we can certainly help with that as well. So I'm on Facebook, of course, uh, Jody Millwood on Facebook, you will find me, <laughs> as well as uh, my website, uh, that is jodymillwood.com. Just head over there and you can contact me either of those ways. Okay, great. So nice having you on the show. Thank you so much, Jody. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed the show because there were a lot of insights and takeaways that you can implement in your business and in your life. If you like the show and found it valuable, make sure to leave an honest review for us. It might not seem like a big deal, but it really, really is. It will help support us to continue creating these episodes and continue to over deliver the value to our awesome listeners. And another thing, I created a two minute quiz that helps high achieving coaches, consultants, and thought leaders like you discover their entrepreneurial edge. So go take this two minute quiz to discover what sets you up for entrepreneurial success and get your very own customized blueprint to take your business to new heights. Visit my website at needalert.com forward slash quiz and just go and take the quiz. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.